Our guest today shares her vulnerability of the need to prove herself and the drive for success. But what her journey taught her was so much more than she could have ever imagined. Trapped by the belief that I'm not good enough, bound by the limitations and the lies that consumed my world, this was me. It wasn't until I took the biggest leap in my life to know and trust the power within. And it was at that moment I made a choice. My past will not define me anymore. Hello, I am Terry Cardula, and I know I am not alone in this. Over the years, I have found that the number one mistake that we make is that we get in the way of our own success story. Yes, I said it. On this show, together we'll tackle limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, getting stuck, fear, doubt, overwhelm, and the imposter syndrome. Join us on this journey designed to transport you beyond your limitations to a world where anything is possible. This is Talking with Terry. Hello, and welcome back to Talking with Terry, where we have powerful conversations to transform your life and your business. And I am excited for our guest today. We met for a while back, Cheryl Schubert. She is a respected corporate leader, holds multiple coaching and leadership certifications, including the Brain Browns, Dare to Lead. And she's the recent author of Measure, Mix, and Marinate, which I have in my fancy little hand. So thanks for sending this to me. And I can't wait to like hear a little bit more about how this came about and some of the juiciness that's inside of that. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So bring us up to speed. How did you get to be where you're at? And just literally like, this is like hot off the press. This is like, you just launched this. So yeah. share us kind of how you got to this point where you're at now. Yeah. So the book came out just about six weeks ago. Yeah. Pretty new. So I, when I graduated from college, I just kind of struggled, wasn't sure what I wanted to do, except that I knew I wanted to be at the top of the corporate structure. Because I think for me, that meant success, right? That was what success looked like in my mind. I, and yeah. I, as I've kind of reflected on why, I think there were some, I think I needed to prove it to myself, but I think there were other people on my journey that I needed to prove it to. But I didn't really understand what that meant, right? Is getting there, the sacrifices, the, what it really looked like to be there. I was always very coachable. I could, if you told me I needed to do something, it would be done in a second. And so, for example, when I wrote the book, when I decided to write the book, I wrote the book itself in six months, right? The rest of it took a little longer. But, you know, when I decide to do something, I go do it, right? So the challenge that presented for me was I was so focused on the success that I wasn't connecting well with people, with women especially. You know, I was afraid to show any vulnerability, show any weakness. And it, it, what I've learned along the way is that that's how you connect with people, right? You show your struggles and that's how you connect with other people. But I wasn't willing to show people my struggles, right? I had it all together. Everything was great. And that yeah. into my family, right? Where I was, I mean, I was working a lot of hours and when I was with them, it was all business. Are the chores done? What's happening in the house? Blah, blah, blah. And so the connections were not as strong as I wanted them to be. So as the main breadwinner, I had the benefits, I had, you know, the good salary. I decided two years ago that I was done with that and I was just going to leave. And my husband was incredibly supportive and said, all right, it's your turn. Let's go do this. And I decided I wanted to help more women figure out what they really wanted to do and how they wanted to serve. Because I know for me, I was on a path to get to the top, but I didn't really know why. And I didn't really know what, who that was serving by doing that. You know, I mean, I had some amazing teams and amazing 
mentors along the way that I was able to impact and it impacted me, but it just wasn't fulfilling as I, as I was expecting it to be. Yeah. Well, I want to, I want to circle back around here because I think you shared some, uh, uh, several little nuggets in there with, you know, this like focus on the success, right. And mm-hmm. this proving itself and, mm-hmm. you know, not allowing ourselves to be vulnerable. And I think that for a lot of women, yes, in the corporate world, I think that's very true. But I think also when we become entrepreneurs, there is, depending on what age and stage we are going into that piece, there's that, there's that drive that we have to prove ourselves, to prove our worth, to, you know, you know, really set us ourselves apart, be, take, have people take notice, like share a little bit more about that with that, what that struggle was like for you, because I think there's a lot of women that can relate to this topic. I always felt I wanted, I mean, I always want to be included in, in, and I think everybody does, right? They want people to like them and they want to be included. But for me, it was always like, you know, different groups, even back at school, right? Different groups of people. I wanted to be included in all of them, right? I mean, and that's just not, doesn't make any sense, right? You can't have true connections with people if you want to be everybody's best friend, right? And yeah. that's one thing I struggled with. It's like, well, well, why not me? Why am I not being invited to this? Or, and, and so it made me feel like I wasn't worthy. So I tried even harder to, to look, to be good and to look like I didn't have anything wrong with me. And it really, it really hurt me from, because I think because I wasn't making those connections. So I put all my energy into just being my best alone. And then mm. <laughs> it really is now it's really to me. It's like, okay, now I've, I've kind of done a lot of back steps the last couple of years in trying to undo a lot of those habits and really making sure I'm connecting individually with less people in a more deep, in a more deeper way. You know, and I, I appreciate your vulnerability as we talk about this right now. And I think that, you know, I, I remember when I was in college, I wanted to like join everything. And I, and I was very much similar to you. I was like, I want to be liked by everybody and I want to be involved and I want but you're absolutely right. Like when we spread ourselves so thin, mm-hmm. we can't have, we can't foster those deeper relationships. And even though I wanted to be liked by everyone and everyone, I wanted to, it was really FOMO on like steroids because I was like, so afraid of like not missing or missing out on something. Right. Exactly. Um, but it, you know, I, when I look back at that time, um, I was so involved. It was so maddening. And I remember like after I graduated, and then I went into my master's. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to join for, I'm not going to lead any groups. I'm not going to join any organizations. I'm not going to, I'm not going to volunteer. I'm just, I'm just going to be. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you, it was, it was great. And it was terrifying because when you change that habit, yeah. when you change something that you've been doing for, for such a long time, it was like awkward. I was like, it's like silent. <laughs> Right. There's something wrong. (laughs) There's something wrong here. Right. What do I do with myself? You just be present. You enjoy where you are versus figuring out, well, how do I, how do I get down the road? You know, just enjoy what's happening now and just appreciate that because that makes such a difference. And if you can just say like, wow, I've made it this far, I've made it this far, who I am and what I'm doing and celebrate that and then determine what you want to do next. But just continuing to go because that's where you think you need to go. Yeah. And I think life, you know, breaks our life. I mean, the gift in life is like, we, we have these like little chapters, if you will. And, um, you know, piggybacking on your book, but 
like there's like these little chapters that we have. And I think every time we turn to a new page and have it, we have an opportunity to reflect. Is this working? Is this not working? You know, it's easy to get, you know, back into that mix. It's easy to get pulled back into the busyness because there's something that we could always be doing. And I think even in this time, in this era that we're in right now, like we are being called, I think for more time for reflection and more introspection and more, you know, what's really serving me, what's really important to me right now. Yeah. And we've had, you know, these last 18 months, you know, I think we've gotten a good sense of what, what extra had been thrown at us and we just responded to and what we really want. And so now the challenge is to not go back to that, right? Yeah. That you really want are really important. And there's just a couple of them. It's not thousands of things that we've been doing. There's just a handful of things that are really core. Yeah. And you can just pick those and make those our focus and, and just pay put our attention to that. You know, we can go forward in a better place. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So bring us up to speed. Uh, well, let me ask you this. What has been beyond, beyond the, you know, kind of that proving piece um, and being vulnerable, which is huge. Okay. Huge, huge, huge. What has been some of your, like, what is, what's been one of your biggest barriers or challenges to get to the place that you are today? Really being reactive, active and controlling, right? So I've always been, as I'd mentioned, kind of, I, I said, I would be one to make things happen, right? It's, yeah. it's, I got control, I got it, and I'm just going to go run. And if you can keep up, great, great. If you can't, well, I'm going to just go, right? Instead of allowing things to happen, trying to force things to happen, right? Yeah. I realized if you can just reflect and like, and think about what you want and and tell yourself that you already have that thing as if it's, if it's already happening to you today, yeah. keep telling yourself that your brain will respond and say, Oh, you are already this thing or this person or this, whatever. And so that will start coming to you. And so it's more of allowing things to come to you when you start it versus trying to control every piece of the day. Um, just setting that intention and uh, following that. You're speaking my language here. You're speaking my language. Huge. <laughs> I love it. Well, and I, and I agree with you. And I think sometimes like I was definitely the control freak. I was definitely Mm -hmm. the, I got to make this happen. You know, like I'm the lone ranger in this. And, you know, when I started tapping into, you know, universal laws and understanding energy, like I was Mm -hmm. like, there's a whole new world. Like there's an absolutely whole new world. And um, even when we just, you know, like you said, just we ask and then we allow it to show up. We allow ourselves mm-hmm. to receive it. And I think sometimes the biggest challenge that we have as, you know, successful women, career, whether it's career women, entrepreneur, business women, we want to know that things are going to work out the way we, right. <laughs> have, you know, have, 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 have it planned. And that's just not the way the world works. Like, right. The, you know, right. I was, I was sharing the other day. I said, sometimes we think that a plus B equals C and the universe goes, actually, A plus nine equals purple. Like, it does not make sense. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, so, exactly. and so when we're in that place and space of just allowing and receiving it, and, the, and the power of intentions, I mean, yeah. I could go on and talk about this forever. It's like, you know, the, the simple act of just the power of an intention of what is it that I'm putting out there? Where am I typing, putting my time and my focus and my energy yes. and allowing that you know, to show up in my life and it becomes magical. It becomes like, Oh, that was fun. Let's try it again. Like, Oh, you know, and we can start creating 
you know, with more ease. And it just is such an easier place to be in than the, you know, force, force, force kind of energy. Absolutely. And, you know, as, as women, as moms, as, as career women, as you mentioned, we're, I think we're always trying to prove that we're as good as the men in, the, in, this, in our space, right? And so um, we do the men's job, we be the mom, we do the, we do all the things, all of it, right? And so we just get exhausted. And I think that's, for me, that's where the controlling came in. I have so many things on my list that at nine o'clock, I got to this at 9.15, I mean, crazy structure because I said yes to too many things. And I felt like I had to be everything to everybody, which means I wasn't that great at any of it, right? Because there's yeah. at the top, right? There's yeah. only pri- if there's a priority, there's one priority, not 80. <laughs> yeah, but that's a big transition. So how did you make that break? Well, so I resigned from my corporate position and I actually coached for them for half time for a year, which I didn't realize how much I needed that. You know, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm out. And then they're like, well, how, what could we do to keep you on? And I'm like, well, let's see what halftime looks like. And I think the transition for me was huge in order to, because going cold turkey probably would have been like, I would have probably would have gone star crazy, you know, but just yeah, yeah, yeah. slow progression out was big. And then it's just, that's when I started to do more introspection and figuring out what I wanted to do next. You know, I worked in direct sales for a while. And so I was kind of look, I was looking at that some more and really focusing on health and wellness and putting my kids first. That was what my, my big opportunity was. And then it was last April when that, that part-time coaching for the company stopped, everything shut down and we, you know, started the, started the dinners that spawned the book. Right. So, uh, and that set up, put us a whole new set of reflection and just trying to, and that was where a lot of the controlling, I, I had more vision as to far as like, I'm trying to control a dinner. I mean, come on now, just glass <laughs> of wine and relax and just let it happen. Right. Yeah. So that was a big aha for me, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And I love like inside. So yeah, so let's talk about that because I love in your side, your book, you have some great pictures of your family cooking. Yeah. Um, so, so share more about that process and what, how this, how the mix, major mix and marinade came to be. Yeah. So, you know, last year when everything shut down, you know, I had this, okay, we have, nobody can go anywhere, right? We're stuck. So what do we do to make the most of the time? And so I've always loved to travel and try different foods and let's just have a, a theme dinner every week. Like let's pick a region, a country, make it together and, you know, try new foods and spend some time doing whatever. So everybody said, yes. I love it. Yeah. So we were doing that for a few weeks. I was, you know, just taking pictures. I was posting them on social media and my husband's friend said, you know, you should write a book. And I'd had it in the back of my head that I wanted to write a book for, I don't know, 10 years, but I just didn't know what I wanted to share, what I wanted to, to talk about. And so that, and what I, what I was realizing I was learning mixed with leaving my corporate position and all that, I kind of brought that in together. And so it's funny, I was, I was looking for pictures and the first like four or five weeks, I had no intention of writing a book. So I'm like, what pictures do I have that are worthy of a book? <laughs> but it was great. It was, it was a lot of fun, a lot of good food. Yeah, really great time. Oh, that's wonderful. And, and how was that? What was the impact on your family? You know, it's funny. I didn't, didn't really know as much until I had a launch party from a, a book about a, um, a month ago. And we did a panel, family questions and things. And uh, you know, the kids got some questions. And, and uh, my youngest was like, you know, I, I kind of wasn't excited about the dinners. But when I got into them, I was really enjoying it, each of them, you know. And then 
my older one was kind of like, I don't know, I, I didn't really get it. But then he read the book and he's like, okay, now I understand kind of how this, and, and he was like, it, it's, I've actually seen the difference. It just seems a little bit like, okay, I get it now. Like this was a time for us to come together. And yeah. I think we learned a lot about each other in that time, because like I said, nobody could think about having to rush off somewhere else. We just, we had present because we had nowhere else to be, honestly. And yeah. um, it was just a really good time to, to have fun and, um, and eat, right? Food's always a good thing to, to, to yeah, on, right? I love it. I love it. You know, during the, dur- during the pandemic for us, I, I, I was joking with my daughter. I said, the longer this goes on, the crazier my ideas get. <laughs> and so we would have like, we would take versions of the chopped challenge and we would do, you know, different variations. Like I would like, you know, put mystery, you know, items in a bag that they don't know what they are. And then they had to cook them and they, um, goodness, at one point we had a mystery dinner where they got, they put their, um, they put blindfolds on. And then I came out with like, I don't know, there was probably like nine items, you know, like kind of a appetizer, a main course, a couple main courses. And then, you know, eventually we got to the desserts and it was just, it was so great. We had the neighbors involved and I did put some like disgusting things in there. Um, <laughs> and so, but we had such a great time, but you're right. Like that, you know, that time with family and that time with just really reconnecting, I think is such a profound, you know, lesson or reminder for us all. And it's like, okay, as you said, it's like, what do we, what do we take away from this time and what do we carry forward with us? You know? And I think that's one of the things is like, you know, how do we spend more time with our families and loved ones and not take that for granted? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the key. We don't want to to lose that. Right. Cause we were scrambling so much and yeah, back to what's important. So what are some, what, what, what would you share with us? Like some tips, some tricks, some, you know, tools or strategies that people can leave with today that they can implement. I think it's super important to set your intention for how you want to feel for the day, right? We, we tend to look at our phone and react to whatever's on there, the text, the messages, the social media, whatever that is. We're like, oh my God, I got to go blow whatever that's happening versus my practice and what I share with my clients is don't even pick up your phone for the first hour of the day. Set your intention during that time, whether that's meditating, going for a walk, affirmations, listening to podcasts, whatever's going to help you feel good or feel however you want to feel for the day. Decide how you want to feel. And that's spend the first hour of your day starting to feel that way, right? So that you decide how you react to things. Otherwise, your whole day is just reaction and and really know you don't really control how you feel about those things versus today's going to be a great day. I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to, you know, show up. I'm going to be present. And then when things come at you, okay, I got it. Right. Versus ah, hair's on fire. Being in frazzled mode. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So that, and when I was in my corporate position, I mean, I didn't, I myself, I didn't even have time to meditate for 10 minutes. I don't have time for that. I have too much time. Now I realize I would have had way more time if I had actually done that because it just clears your head. It allows you to be more aware. And I wish I'd back then. Yeah. Well, you bring up a great point. You bring up a great point because we have these internal arousal states and we start with calm, alert, alarm, panic, and terror. So terror is on the top, right? And so wherever we are showing up, if we are showing up calm, and we, things get thrown at us, we can manage that. We can handle that. We can, 
we can re re you know, respond to that. But if we're showing up in alert or alarm, it doesn't take as much to go to panic and terror. Yep. It doesn't take much. It, you know, it could be a flat tire that can just take us there. It can be, you know, this didn't arrive on time or whatever that might be. So if we, if, I love that you say you know, start in a place of calm because we can then re respond to that and we're more grounded. We're more um, alert. We're more in this place and space to, you know, respond versus react. And so that's a powerful tool and reminder for everyone. And then, like I said, you know, you said, you know, the power of intentions, I'm right there with you. One of the reasons why I created the daily intentions planner was very much so, so that we can be being supported by the universal laws and helping us each and every day so that we can incorporate ease into our lives instead of going into struggle mode. So I absolutely love that. So this has been delightful, Cheryl. Thank you so much for sharing your story and sharing some of these great nuggets. And I'm hoping that a lot of people get some yummy nuggets and inspiration out of this conversation. Where can people find more about you? Yeah, the best place is my website. It's key-ingredients.com. Um, you, can, you can find me there. You can connect with me on social there. Um, a couple things you can actually download. One is um, I have a, um, a little... It's kind of a few tips and tricks called uh, Feed Your Soul that you can download that you, it's got some ideas on intention and priorities. And then for the book, I actually have some book club question, discussion questions. So if anybody has a book club um, that they want to use the book for, there's some questions right there for you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Yeah. Thank you for your, your time and your energy. And I look forward to connecting with you further. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Terry. I am so grateful that you joined me for this episode. If you've enjoyed this, then there's just one thing that I would like you to do. Click to subscribe and leave me a rating and review. As my way to thank you, let's connect for a free consultation. Just reach out to me at talkingwithterry, that's T-E-R-I dot com to book your time. a lot of us can relate to Cheryl and her journey. Today, more than ever before, we're being asked, what is important to me now? What am I willing to let go of to create more time, energy, and freedom, and letting go of the things that no longer serve me? And by the way, is it time for you and your family to reconnect in the kitchen to measure, mix, and marinate? Our next guest demonstrates the impact that we can have without even really realizing it. Join us to see how you can do the same.